0: Straight from Hiroshi Yamauchi's tea room. It's strictly Game Boy, the podcast with a red battery light. I'm your host Brian, and I am joined by my co-host Clay.
1: Man, you have all the quips, don't you?
0: Yeah, I know things. Deep cuts. Yes.
1: All the deep cuts. Yeah, Brian, that's something about you that I've always been fascinated with more than anything is you have these references that I don't understand. And uh, then usually you spend you know the following minutes explaining them or showing me where they're from.
0: Yeah it does me no good in life.
1: Uh, yeah it's just you're a very cultured and uh, you're like a library of references and and things so it's always it's always a good time
0: you're, I, you're, you, you must be fun at parties. I know no they throw me out they don't oh. invite me anymore.
1: All right well that's that this has already taken a turn um, man <sighs> all right. T- well, what is, what is today? Episode 5?
0: Uh, yes, yes, it would be episode 5.
1: Alright, we're kind of moving through here. We're going to be in the double digits before you know it.
0: Yeah, um, it... it...
1: <sighs> okay, okay. So, um... Dude, so what are we doing today, man? I feel like, uh... We just came off a real good game. We last week we talked about after we got done talking about Mario that we were gonna talk about a specific game. We decided to hold off on that because it is from what we can tell pretty terrible, but we want to learn it a little better.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I think kind of bashing our head into it for a couple days is probably not the best way to deal with that game. So all in due time. So so we'll uh that will be forthcoming i think we should just start taking a look at it as soon as possible yeah but until that time uh we have a great episode for you today Uh, we're taking a look at arcade classics number four defender and joust so let's go All right. So, first off, uh hey, Clay, why don't you tell us a bit about the facts about this game, I guess?
1: Yeah, a couple uh just kind of getting the the basics out of the way here. So, for those of you who aren't familiar, uh this game was developed uh by Williams uh who are, you know, a studio that makes uh, arcade games basically. Um so they made this specific game Uh, not not the entire series we'll talk about that in a second uh it was published by nintendo and so uh as far as we can tell kind of nintendo kind of threw this all together uh more or less uh not not making the game but the whole idea um i don't know maybe that's wrong it was released in october of 1995 um so we're not sure on a specific day but we do know that it was released in october of that year um as to whether or not this is a port or an original, obviously uh, these fall into the port category. These are ports of existing um, arcade games. I assume there was probably other versions of the of these games at that point. There was probably
0: what Atari oh, yeah. games. I would and, say that like Atari or personal computer games in the 80s, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And it's probably, I mean, Defender being one of the most popular arcade games ever. I'm sure it was on everything people could squeeze it onto.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah, so this wasn't a first port by any means for the for these games. I would imagine. I'm sure they've. This could have been way further down the line as far as like versions of this game go. But oh hey, yeah,
0: I, I think that probably people weren't porting them anymore, and so a lot of these games with the classic series is, you know, Nintendo published them because, hey, 15 uh, year old arcade games would probably work on our little limited system. So, let's start talking to people and let's get a little like 8 game series going on here well 4 game but with 2 games each so right.
1: yeah and so but to its defense this might have been the first time you could actually take these games
0: with you on the go that's true um, unless like, there's some crappy tiger handheld somewhere that's just like this is joust which would, didn't right, work
1: which would just be really bad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I used to play a Pac-Man thing like that that like lit up
0: and it was just straight garbage <laughs> I remember that, yeah. It's the Tony Hawk 1 of Pac-Man portable games. Yes. All right,
1: so Brian, can you explain to the listeners what this whole series is, this arcade classics? It's pretty straightforward, but I just want to make sure everybody understands, because for some reason, we decided to pick number four instead of starting at number one with these. We just, we yeah, to two.
0: I think I was uh, behind the picking of number four, because I like eugene jarvis games and i like williams games so i just kind of wanted to play some defender and joust
1: well it worked out because and this goes into my history with the game but this is the only one of the four that i actually own so okay it worked out really well i didn't realize it at first but as soon as i started playing i'm like yep i definitely had this because the art looked familiar but they they, the art for all four games kind of looks similar it's got that neon green and so i was like okay this definitely looks familiar and then once i I booted it up i'm like yeah
0: I, i had this but I had uh, I had one of the other ones I can't remember right off the top of my head. Okay. Um, but yeah, they, like this whole series I think was just thrown together by Nintendo because it's got to be cheap and easy to port these games. Not port them; they have to be like remade for right the for the Game Boy. But they found some people to throw together two of their best games and put them on one Game Boy cart. And paid for the publishing. Uh, I guess Namco uh, published theirs in Japan, but Nintendo took care of it outside of Japan. Pretty much everywhere
1: else, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, The first two in the series are uh, are, uh, both Atari titles, so there's four of them. Um, Do you have those up right now? Oh, no. We have Centipede, Millipede, Asteroids, and Missile Command. Uh, I can't remember which one comes first. I know centipede and millipede are on one card together, but
1: right, yeah, I can pull up the list right here. I've got it right in front of me now. Uh, so number one was asteroids missile command. Okay, that's the one I had. Okay. I had number one, which is not a bad not a bad combo there. No, I I, I played a lot of it. Uh, number two is centipede millipede, mm-hmm. which makes sense to put them together, but I don't know, maybe not necessarily the best pairing. I feel like they should have split those and put them with two other games because how many pede games do you really need you know in one set you sitting? need both of them
0: it, so we're the other thing we're missing is that these are clearly aimed at adults oh yeah um so and maybe introducing it to younger kids who might yeah. have missed it but. i mean but you know it the people that would be introducing those games to kids were the adults that were buying it yeah to play like at this point I, i'm sure 95 a lot of Adults weren't playing their Game Boy with their Tetris as much as they used to, but you know, maybe they were. But, uh, yeah, I feel like whether you're buying it for you or your kid, it's the same thing. These are aimed at you, as an, these are aimed at adults,
1: right? And then number three is Galaga Galaxian, yeah,
0: that's the Namco one, right? And then the fourth one we're doing, Defender and Joust, is Williams, and, uh, like, Williams so Defender Defender is a very huge game uh it's very important a lot of people who are older than we are point to it as like a defining game of you know the golden age of arcades uh it's the first original arcade game from uh Williams who they were just like the powerhouse of pinball at this point right um they had made much like many other companies had made pong clones uh just as a cuz it was you know pong was making money uh odds are if you played a pong machine in the wild in the 70s uh it may not have been made by uh atari cuz everyone was just making them yeah um but you know I, I guess they made one of those but this was like they're they're like okay let's sit down and get an idea together and let's you know let's release something so they got they pulled Eugene Jarvis off of pinballs because he was such a successful pinball engineer his games did well his tables did well so they they were like look get a team together and uh figure this out um this so what was it i forgot to mention that nintendo uh the the arcade classic series itself was like you know they weren't hard to put together so nintendo got this all lined up and then released one a month for like four months. So this would have been in October, the last one.
1: So they they all came out pretty quickly, yeah, in succession to each other.
0: Right, enough time for you to get tired of it and say, "Hey, here's a new one."
1: Well, if they're gonna do that, <laughs> they probably should have done one one a day. Uh, that's a little mean. Pew 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 oh, Shots fired. Come on, it. don't do
0: that. Don't Sorry. don't do that, man.
1: No, yeah, I'll save my uh, my thoughts on that for later. <laughs> but um, yeah, so. So it was their first game, but it was also kind of a first
0: for other arcade reasons, right? Yeah. Um. I mean, the of course they started out trying to like make a derivative thing. Uh, like they they looked at asteroids and space invaders mostly, and tried to emulate those. Uh, Asteroids just like they said got boring, or no, space invaders was just boring. Uh, the asteroids one um they is a vector graphics game and they they were having trouble getting it to translate to pixel graphics so they kind of backed off that but they realized what they were doing was just copying something else so they they took everything they'd learned had a huge like brainstorming session and like slowly the game started to take shape things were like it was rushed they were trying to get out for an amusement trade show uh but um Like, just the ideas that in this game, like, happened just because people were like, oh, we should try this. No, we should try that, which is, you know, I guess... It's funny how, like, something that that is so considered to be so tight and hard and difficult um, is just people adding more and more to it, like a Super Mario Maker level. But it's balanced and good and fun. Yeah. And really intricate. Um, uh, As far as, like... Oh, wait, no, it's also the first, like, horizontally scrolling shooter. That's it. Yeah. Um, it does this really cool thing where the, the screen wraps around. Uh, so you can see where you are at all times like, because there's a little radar at the top. Right. But um, you never reach the end and have to turn around and go back, which is a pretty big deal for 1981. Um, it It led to... You know many of other many other games you know Mario being one of them, just an infinitely scrolling thing, but you know that idea like it seems so understated now, but it it was a huge deal at the time, totally um as far as joust i mean it it was the the guy who was making it didn't want to make another defender he was like what what can I set this in? how can I do this and he took like every other choice uh single screen it does wrap though uh you're riding on a bird that flies you have a joust you're a knight uh it's like the polar opposite almost right um but yeah it was designed as a two-player game uh joust wasn't the first like two-player co-op game but uh it certainly was the best at that point and it really popularized the idea uh you can tell like a lot of mario brothers takes off uh takes after this game yeah I can see that with the ostriches and stuff. Right, the ostriches. But no, the, you know, the bad guys that you have to stomp on, but then if you don't dispatch them again, uh, they don't bounce away like the eggs do, but you have to dispatch them or they will turn back into a monster and you have to take care of it again. It's basically
1: balloon fight.
0: It's it's balloon fight. and Well, it is balloon fight, but right. uh, Mario also has a lot to do with this, I think. Wada totally ripped this game off. Uh, no, he was busy ripping off other stuff. Oh, with Bloom Fight is Hal, yeah. No, no. I was thinking of uh Yeah, he made I was talking about game. Mario Brothers. No, sorry. I changed the subject. Yeah.
1: I don't see how this has to do with Mario Brothers. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry. The co op one. I'm thinking you know, of yeah, super. The, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, I was
0: yeah. The, the plumbing one.
1: Yeah, the arcade plumbing one. Yes. Right. Yeah, no, you're right, because like the multiple levels and things like that. The, and the stopping, you have to like you like slide. Mm-hmm. They same thing in Mario Bros. Yeah,
0: and once you hurt a bad guy, you have to also hurt that bad guy one more time before that bad guy comes back to life and, right um but yeah no the the more direct comparison is balloon fight because balloon fight is basically a rip off of this game uh but I love balloon fight, and I do like joust, but I have more I've spent way more time with balloon fight than I have joust
1: fair enough, yeah it's uh it doesn't take itself so seriously but uh yeah, so go ahead and uh. So you said you actually had this cart, Correct. So, yeah, as far as my history of the game, I I did own this as a kid. Uh, my parents, uh, you know, bought it for us. Um, I'm not sure. They probably just got it real cheap or something. Um, but I just remember playing it. It wasn't one that we would keep in the, uh, the console very long. We'd maybe pull it out if we we're on a road trip and we're, you know, kind of bored with what else we had had to play. And so this would get maybe maybe 10 minutes of play time. And then, oh, all right, done with this. On to the next one. Yeah, but th-
0: this, did, this never made it into the Super Game Boy very often. This was yeah. a, I'm traveling, and uh, I guess I can kill some time.
1: Right. And as a kid, I, I never cared about high scores. It wasn't until I got older and I realized, like, oh, like, it's kind of fun to try to get your highest score in an arcade game. And now I love trying to do that, like, in Donkey Kong all the time. But back then, I just, I didn't care. I wish I did. I wish I'd have been like, hey, brothers, look at my highest in joust. See if you can beat that. But it just. Yeah, suck kid, on that egg. As a kid, I didn't. Oh, I see what you did there.
0: <laughs>
1: I just didn't really care as a kid about that. So um, and without really feeling like I was getting any kind of true level progression, um, I just kind of got tired of it. Yeah, but it just gets harder. Right. But as a kid, I will say I think I did have a, a pretty good appreciation for arcade games, at, uh, as far as like kids in the '90s go, because uh, they were kind of kind of phasing out maybe at that point, maybe not completely. Especially where we grew up, uh, yeah. And at least like the older ones like this, where yeah, I mean there was still some newer games that were popular, Ninja Turtles and stuff, but um, Area Fifty One. Yeah, yeah stuff you like find that. that
0: anywhere but like not the old stuff the old stuff was harder to come by
1: yeah there, or it was there and just nobody really played it as much um but i remember my first experience with both of these games was on the atari 2600 um really yeah my my dad uh was a big atari fan and so he had a big old collection of his games from back in the day and he would let us play them. And so I'm pretty sure I played them there before I played them on the Game Boy. So, um, at least going into this, I was pretty
0: familiar with, with what they were. Um, I'd be interested to see what those, those versions look like.
1: I'm pretty sure I have them in my basement.
0: Okay. But I've got a couple 2600s down there. Okay. Well, we'll have to plug that in later.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just remember them being not, not terrible. Um, Pro, you know, on probably a little less visually good than the uh, Game Boy ones, but not not by <laughs> far though. Okay. I mean, uh, yeah. So that was kind of like my first, and I'm sure I played them in the arcades at certain points too, because uh, me and my family were big into the arcades and stuff. Uh, owned a bunch of arcade games over the years, but never these two. Actually, I did own a uh, Midway like multi arcade thing. It was real cheap barely could consider it an arcade game but it had a, like a bunch of games in one and it had Defender and Joust and Root Beer Tapper and all these other ones on it so for a while I did actually own quote unquote an arcade you know cabinet with these games on it um, but by that point when I owned it I just didn't really care as much about these because I had played them so much as a kid that I was more interested in the other games but these are staples they're, they're always good um, so they're always fun to, to come back to I like one more than the other, but uh, I'll wait. Okay. And
0: reveal that later. Uh, as far as I'm I go, uh, Defender. I, I haven't played a lot of Defender in my life. Uh, I spent more time with a different Eugene Jarvis game, uh, Robotron. Nice. And I I love me some Robotron. That's a great game. Yes, it is. But that is not this game. Uh. Nope. <laughs> uh. It, and like I said, I, I've spent way more time with Balloon Fight than I have with Joust, but I, I do love, I do love me some Joust. Uh, they've got, I, I believe Joust is at our local Barcade. Um, yes, I've spent some time yes. there. My brother creamed me when when we were well. It's it's co-op, but but he lasted way longer and had a much higher score than I did when uh, when last time we we played. Okay, uh, but yeah, uh, I. Mm, I don't have much experience with these games, but eh, I like Williams games. So,
1: yeah, and I mean they're staples. You've you've probably played them in the mm-hmm. past on,
0: and and Defender is notorious for just you walk up to that machine, you're dead in 10 seconds. And so, oh yeah, um, you know I've certainly tried, but I've never been very good at it.
1: Yeah, and these games have been ported wh- how many times since the Game Boy ports? You think?
0: Uh, I mean, at the same time that they are making the Game Boy port, uh. Jeff Minter was making, like, Defender 2000. uh, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure these were on
1: Advance. Yeah. They're probably
0: on... There's even, like, a 2002 3D reimagining of Defender. Like, these games have been made many, many, many times. Yeah. In different ways. We'd love to keep going, but even all-stars need a break. Doy!
1: The past, all your favorite arcade games like Asteroid, Centipede, Defender, and gallagher. So polish up your old moves. You'll need them to survive the arcade classics. Now available in two-in-one game packs for Game Boy and Super Game Boy, baby. Wow. I know I pretty much always say, wow, after all these commercials, but that's literally what I think I was just, wow. That okay. Was,
0: I know that was pretty great, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: The only comment on that video is WTF. Did I just watch? And uh, I think that's <laughs> pretty, pretty uh, accurate uh, question. Um, all right. Yeah. That, that today's commercial actually lined up with what we were talking about First, somehow we were able to, that's uh, weird. Yeah. It's like we did on purpose or something. I
0: I, I I have no idea what you're talking about
1: yeah no uh through through uh you know looking into this episode researching we found this commercial figured what the heck might as well play it you know we we like to watch game boy commercials here on the show and so this felt like a fitting one so
0: i I feel like you and i have had this fear that we're gonna run out of really crazy game boy commercials
1: and i don't think we are it almost feels like they're just being procedurally generated in the past (laughs) Every week, there's just more.
0: I'm sorry, I'm going back to the past, and, and I'm an ad exec, and, you know, in the '90s, so I'm the one making these.
1: And you're just, you're just getting better at your job every yeah, week. Yeah,
0: yeah, they're gonna get way crazier because now that I have like some kind of reputation after these, you know, three that we've done, um, yeah, yeah, they're gonna start let me do crazier stuff. Trust me.
1: So, as the creator of this commercial, you decided it would be a good idea to dress to,
0: to get Bobby Moynihan to come back to the past with me and play some fat dad on a disco floor yeah of course
1: (laughs) that's what everybody wants
0: oh man you remember earlier when we were saying that nintendo is marketing these at adults yes i think nothing short of disco music and pretending to be the saturday night not saturday night fever what is it saturday night fever yeah that's it yeah uh yeah pretending that scene is happening um pretty sure that's just like come on play arcade games right
1: but here's the thing people you don't understand yeah he can disco dance but he's fat oh yeah yeah and, that's and he's what, old and that's what's funny is he's fat and old and he's, like his, his
0: belly's hanging out of his of his suit that probably fit him in the 70s, right. but doesn't anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he's Italian for some reason.
0: I guess so. Or is just the announcer Italian? Be,
1: no, I, mean, I like to think that's his voice. Okay. The, oh, the yeah. Okay. And, you know, Mario, I guess, you know, Italian. Right, maybe. right.
0: Uh, it all comes full circle. It's logical. Right. It all makes sense. Right. Mario loves to disco dance.
1: Definitely. Um, yeah, it, it's a, It's actually a pretty polished commercial. Um it's not the weirdest thing, but it it makes sense. Like you said, it's it's kind of marketed at like, oh, this is what the people, you know, back in the seventies and eighties, this is what they were playing. Um so
0: it's Yeah, and they and they definitely were uh dancing on top of TVs with uh arcade games playing on them.
1: That was probably my favorite part. I that, thought that, that was actually kind of cool. I'm like, oh man, I would totally go to a place that had that's true screens on the floor playing arcade games on it and but take stuff.
0: but take the game boxes off the disco ball that just blocks the light
1: yeah i don't That's poor yeah, planning don't
0: don't do that don't don't actually do that at your club right you know, just saying
1: last thing worth noting is uh this commercial uh mentioned you know by the announcer that this was also compatible with the super game boy and so i think they were pushing Pretty hard for people to,
0: uh, oh yeah, use these for for that. I noticed on well, the... well just just for people to be like one, you can play this on anything, even your Super Nintendo, right in your kid's room. So go in there when they're at school and play Centipede.
1: Totally, any logical parent would do that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I noticed on the box art on the front and back too; it was pushing the, uh, the the Super Game Boy pretty hard, and so I don't know if it had come out like close to when this had released I, it within a year or two so it was there were I, I mean, printed like... on the front well that's the thing is because i don't know if we have that written in our show notes they had like enhanced borders on the su- super game boy and i think it yep. was like so it made it look like you were playing on the arcade machine that's or whatever the arcade and it like had additional colors on that palette that you couldn't get on the game boy version right uh not in the game itself but the the border around it had additional colors that you can't get which actually looking at screenshots of it it looks really impressive the uh the border of it so i was actually pretty impressed i thought it it looked pretty good
0: so yeah i'm sure my uh i think asteroids my that copy got played a lot uh the super nintendo eventually went up to my parents room after the 64 showed up so i played a lot of uh asteroids against my parents nice. on our on our super nintendo Awesome. Well, I think that's it for the commercial then, don't you? Oh, you know what? I'll never be done with that commercial, but we can move on.
1: Brian, why don't we uh, start off by talking about the story with these two games?
0: Yeah, let's. Um, As the case is with a lot of arcade games, there isn't really much of a narrative. Too many of them until you get to, like, Donkey Kong, which kind of, you know, you've got a narrative there, like, dude... Yeah. Dude's girl's taken. Dude wants girl back. Bad guy is bad guy. Monkey. Monkey is bad guy. Right. Bad monkey. Um, but, I mean, Defender, you can kind of see a bit of a story. So there are, you know, there are aliens that are invading a planet from space. But it's not like as cut and dry as Space Invaders, which is just, you know, you're going to die. You know, eventually you're going to die from these aliens it's you know you have okay so there are guys that you have to let's back this up on the surface there are 10 astronauts that you have to defend from ufos correct yeah uh they can be picked up you know by enemy ships and you can save them so you're you're trying to protect this planet from invading aliens
1: okay that's honestly more of a storyline than we're probably going to get from Joust, I would imagine. Yeah,
0: it actually is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. But uh, you know, these enemy ships can shoot at you, but they also fly close to the ground and and abduct astronauts. Dude, what?
1: Yeah, just keep uh explaining the whole. Let's just do the like the whole how the game works, the mechanics, because it kind of coincides with the story, I guess. I was yeah. kind of joking when I said to explain the story, because <laughs> I realized there isn't really one, but
0: um. Yeah, if you lose if you lose all of your astronauts, then like the real climax happens and the planet explodes and you spend the rest of the game fleeing from the now mutant enemies, which oh, they, I think is what they call them. They suck. Dude, they're awful. Yeah. See, I had I had heard uh you know, a long time ago that real high score players just kill all the astronauts at the beginning and spend the rest of the time running from the aliens and that's how you get your high score. Huh. I I don't know how they do it cuz those things are just like right on top of you like yeah. immediately.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, I as a kid I completely had no idea that those things on the ground were like other people. Mm-hmm. And I would just shoot them and then the the <laughs> place would blow up and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah I did it. I did right. the thing." Level I, 2. <laughs> <yeah."> <laughs> so just not necessarily the most well explained um, I get that it's an arcade game and they're not gonna have cutscenes or, or like really lay it out for you, but those things don't look like people. No. And I had no idea. And they explode. So when I shoot they them, do they explode.
0: explode. And I'm like, all right, that must be what I need to do. But it does reward you that if you shoot, if you shoot the astronaut, nothing happens. The UFO just moves on and tries to do something else. But if you shoot the UFO, you see 250 points pop up next to it. Right. And then the astronaut floats back to the surface and that's kind of your, "Oh, okay, so these guys are, you know, my buddies or it behooves me to to uh save them, right. I guess."
1: See, grown up me that makes sense. Right. K- kid me, I'm an idiot and I'm eating rocks. But dude. what about the what know. about the
0: flashing numbers? You don't just be like automatically go, "Oh, it's good." No. Nah, you can okay. I was dumb. Right. Okay. But Well, I'm I didn't glad care. you're better.
1: I had a spaceship and I could shoot lasers. Yeah. <laughs> that's all that mattered. So
0: um, I I don't know as far as a story for joust goes. Um,
1: yeah, I mean you play as a knight who rides an ostrich and wields a jousting lance. Uh, then you move left and right. Um, and you basically are going up against other jousters on their mounts, and you uh just have to be higher up in the air than them to to kill them. And, uh, there's... you can
0: tell that by the, the Lance, if your Lance is just higher right. than their Lance, then you're good. Right.
1: And, uh, yeah, there's, there's other various characters. Um, you know, you got your, your, what is it? Fire
0: gole- golems or golems? Is that what I call them? I, I don't remember what yeah. they're all called. There there are supposedly three types of there's bad ter- guys. There's like dinosaurs. There's pterodactyls. There's a pterodactyl. For some reason. There's a death hand that tries to pull you into the swamp or something.
1: Yeah, that's like the... I think that's the fire golem. Yeah, okay. Um. I, or lava golem. Something like that. Uh. No, I, I, I want to know more about this world, though, because there, apparently there's some universe where there's knights who ride around on ostriches killing each other with, with, like, lances or whatever, and they fight off pterodactyls and, like, big fire golem hands. And collect eggs. and Yeah, and kill each other to take the eggs. And it's like, okay, so this is like a weird, like... Alternate like there,
0: reality place. And, I wonder if there's a comic book out there somewhere with. There might be <laughs> and set in this universe. Yeah. And If not, then we need to stop recording and start making that comic book.
1: I'm sure some, pardon the, the nerd out there, has taken <laughs> Joust and created its own expanded universe. I would imagine over the years, whether or not they work for Midway or or, or no, not. I, I would think no,
0: they but, don't. So yeah, kind work of for uh, subway
1: doesn't really need a narrative just kind of three two one here you go good luck um
0: get those eggs
1: but yeah so as you play through joust the the levels kind of change as you you clear them out because with with defender you don't really have to kill all the aliens to move on to the next level whereas in joust it's all about battle royale yeah last last man standing
0: and then when when one's gone another one pops up and that keeps happening until they stop popping up
1: Right, and so as you go through the levels and joust, the different things change. Uh, at the beginning, you can't th- fall in the lava. And yeah, then eventually... I think that's
0: kind of a way to to show you the mechanics of the egg, because the once the the lava shows up, the eggs will fall in the lava and you can't get them again. Right, but they're worth points, and the more eggs you get in a level, the higher the you know, the more those eggs are worth. And so at the first level, they they can be on the ground just laying there because. There's no lava yet, so it, it teaches you, hey, these things are be able, if you don't pick them up, the guy will hatch out of them and try and kill you,
1: yep, um, all right, so let's talk through some game mechanics. I feel like we've i mean most people know these games we don't have to go super in depth, but joust, you just gotta keep uh pressing was it a to flap the flap button
0: yes, excuse me,
1: press flap to continue, yes, as uh... the game tells you. <laughs>
0: Uh, it is, uh, yeah, a, a two directional joystick in the arcade, but here we have a D pad.
2: Right. But
0: uh, yeah, you only go left and right and flap. Mm-hmm. Like pressing up and down doesn't really do anything. Right. Uh, I, I tried. I was like, maybe I can, you know, hover if I hold down, kind of like in Mario World when you swim. If you right. Hold, if you hold like down, you'll just kind of float there for a little bit. But uh, yeah, no, nothing of the sort. It's just left, right, flap.
1: So very simple. The game honestly works really well for the Game Boy due to the fact that it's so simple. I mean, you don't even use the B button, right? No. Defender does. Defender has a bomb. Right. But yeah, so these games are like perfect for the Game Boy. I feel like they were kind of made for it, Mm -hmm. Um, which is nice. It's not overly complicated and you kind of get the hang hang of it. So um, that's nice. I like that. Uh all right, so let's see. I'm trying to think. All right, so basically once you power up this game, you are presented with two arcade cabinets. So you can choose, uh, obviously, the two games available, Joust and Defender, and then you go into kind of a sub menu where you have one player, two player, and options. Um, so with two player, how does that work, Brian? Can you explain
0: to us how two player works with these? Two player, I don't think you can hurt each other, but uh, you it's are. Not,
1: it's not at the same time.
0: Oh, and, and Joust or and Defender? Both and both. That's why I read. Oh, really? I haven't tried it, but yeah, I w- that would make sense because you have to use a link cable, and uh, maybe you can't play
1: simultaneously. I don't think it supports it.
0: Okay, I think you take turns. Well, that that makes games. that makes joust kind of weird. Defender is that that makes sense. You know, once one yeah. person dies, the next person gets their turn.
1: I think that's how I read. That's how it is in joust as well, which is not how it should be. But it, okay, then
0: why why are there link cable What's the, why, what's the why, point? why is there linkable support for this <laughs> yeah what what is the point if you've each got the game why don't you just play defender next to each other and be like huh i'm still alive and you're dead
1: right or i have a higher score at the end of my round than right you. yeah so Look, you can i've got more
0: astronauts left you've cause, only got six because
1: i guess people want the opportunity to watch their friend or sibling die on i their guess screen.
0: i mean <laughs> the. i mean if you don't remember the or if you weren't playing game boy in those days uh it is tough to look at your friend's screen while they're playing on that, that thing is true. That is true so maybe it's just well i want to be able to watch him so i'll plug the link cable in yeah
1: and that don't take this as as i could be completely wrong it's just what i read i didn't get a chance to buy two copies of this and link up with brian so this is all just uh, what um, You know, research. So I could be wrong, but I thought that was interesting and worth pointing out. Now, the third thing is the options in these games. Now, this has to be, in, at least in my experience, the coolest and or like most well functioning options menu in a Game Boy game that I can think of off the top of my head. There's all kinds of stuff in here. So if you ever play these games, you gotta go into the options on these. Well, it's like
0: it's like having a dip switch on an actual yeah, arcade it really machine. is machine. You can change the lives and stuff. Yeah. Like, what so else can you do?
1: Lives. There's difficulty. You can turn the music on.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: Which we haven't talked about that yet. We'll get there. Um, you can invert or revert. I don't know uh, the the visuals. So instead of having a white background with a black ship. You could have a black background with a white shirt. Yeah, because
0: for some reason Defender defaults as white right. background and that makes no earthly sense to me.
1: Right. <laughs> earthly sense.
0: Ha! Because yeah. it's space. But it's not real. It could be any planet, man. You don't know. I
1: know, but it doesn't make earthly sense because you're not on Earth. Okay.
0: Anyway, okay.
1: Um, other than that, I, I know in Joust you can uh, go from classic to... What was the word, Brian? Uh, modern or something like uh,
0: that. No, was it like
1: modified or... Yeah, it was something like that. But it basically changes the setup of the game. I don't think Defender had that option. I didn't look.
0: Did you? Uh, mm, I don't remember. Okay. Well, I think I was too busy like focusing on like, hey, I can invert the color and turn the music on. I forget.
1: What oh, I remember as a kid, I there. loved inverting the color. I just thought yeah. it was so cool that I could do that. And then when I got a Game Boy Color and I could pretty much do that with any game i was like whoa this is awesome Did it's so different um anyway so yeah the options uh it's it's not it's usually something i overlook because usually go in there and it's like audio uh maybe difficulty and so especially with defender i highly recommend this game on easy at least starting out unless you're like a pro defender player it just makes it the the aliens a little less aggressive and you actually can play for 30 to 40 seconds before (laughs) getting killed rather than five to eight seconds before you get killed uh yeah it's just it's way better and the i know we're not talking about the music but the fact that it defaults to no music it's uh, kind of insane is weird and so you have to turn it on and and yeah it's worth turning on i think
0: so i don't i don't know if the uh, the original arcades had music i don't think so no i yeah i
1: looked into it uh yeah that would have just
0: that would have made the frame rate go way down yeah
1: they're a little bit older early early 80s yeah so um yeah so the the, it just wasn't really a thing all right let's uh let's talk about visuals here um probably not a lot to hit on but it worth mentioning at least briefly brian what did you what did you think about the visuals in this game
0: uh i mean they do a decent job uh defender in the arcade kind of has this like almost blur to it like not actually it doesn't get like all you know the refresh rates kind of okay but it just like it's going so fast you're shooting lasers everywhere uh everything is kind of you know to the untrained eye like what the hell is going on here but uh on the game boy it's kind of clean um the the laser that shoots out is like a very a long laser beam um but it's, it's very clear and defined um that not that either or is a good or bad thing just it it, it looks a little different from the original because it's by virtue of the the technology it's on but everything is like i don't know it it, it works for it I, I was surprised i i also was not playing on a small game boy screen so i i'm not really quite sure how it would look playing on the yeah handheld. we
1: need to start doing that i'm gonna bring a, a og game boy to work so we can at least take a look at it and see how it looks yeah in black and white so um yeah as far what i think my thoughts uh the the games themselves look all right um once you hit the like the upgraded joust version there's like a much more uh complex and dynamic i don't know background uh where it has like mountains and and clouds and things and so it it looks a little bit more visually pleasing uh whereas the original's a little bland uh defender has some background stuff like a couple like mountain things yeah
0: it doesn't uh it, it will tell you where you are in the level uh because it's it's one landscape but you that you wrap wrap around so if you if you uh played enough you'll be like okay well i'm i'm here and there should be a couple of astronauts i left around here the last time i got here so yeah um but it doesn't i was staying you know i often forget the mountain doesn't do anything to you right so i was trying to stay away from it like you would in any like side scrolling shoot 'em up right um but yeah that doesn't matter at all
1: yeah, and then the other thing that is kind of a negative, uh, kind of a restriction to the console, which I saw other people talking about this online, is in Defender, you're looking up at your indicator above, and it shows you where you are in in relation to everybody else, and in the Game Boy version, they're just all black pixels, and so your, yeah. your character doesn't look any different than the other pixel's. I think in the arcade, you are a different color,
0: so you can tell which pixel you okay.
1: are. I mean, granted, you your pixel kind of stays in the center the entire time, but it's still it, a little... It's a little
0: yeah tough to decipher. Like, oh, is that is that my guy? Is that my guy being carried up by a UFO? Like, a little bit more help would be nice. It's, it's tough to completely look at that map and know exactly what's going on when, yeah. you, when you're not used to it.
1: And so, so that was really the only thing I felt like the Game Boy actually restricted or made difficult. Uh, the things that I did find visually impressive: one, I think the arcade machines at the beginning look pretty good; they're pretty cool. Uh, I appreciate that they did that because they literally could just have put text, text. Joust, Defender, pick one. They want
0: to, yeah, they want to take you back, man. They want you to feel like you're in an old arcade. Yeah, home. it's literally
1: what they're trying to. Do. They're like, hey, you have these two arcade games. Pick one. All they, and you all can they have look at
0: you know, add a smoke machine to the game boy. And then you, you feel like you're there.
1: I never played any arcade games or arcades that had smoke machines.
0: Oh, well they're called adults that smoke cigarettes constantly. The oh, the the adults are
1: the smoke machines.
0: Right. Right. I'm right. just saying the game boy had a smoke machine. It would feel really authentic. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. I, I get your joke now. All right. It's much funnier after you explained it to me. Right.
0: See, there you go. Thank you.
1: Uh <laughs> Um, Yeah. So I like that. I think that's something even in like more common nowadays when they do like arcade collections, they'll have like, Oh, check out the arcade cabinet. Look at the, and you can like rotate it and look at the artwork on the cabinet and stuff, which obviously you can't do that on here, but they're, they're trying to kind of give you
0: a little bit of an experience with that. Mm, So they'll try and make the, the game screen look like a CRT filter when it's got like little bend to the tv glass you know so yeah
1: so i think that's always been kind of a thing is with these collections they try to make you feel like you're a part of the game you're actually playing the arcade version yeah and 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 playing it on this super game boy definitely does that because you can see the control panel and the bezel and uh and you can even see the marquee above it and stuff so they do a really good job trying to make it feel like you're there even though i didn't really care about that stuff as a kid but it's a cool touch now last thing visually the game over screens on both games are pretty cool uh um, oh yeah yeah the joust one has like the hand coming out of the fire or the lava, lava or
0: mud or i assume lava uh...
1: and then the uh the defender one is some person with like sunglasses on being
0: like and, like a space afro <sighs> it's so weird i don't i don't <laughs> I don't know if those are from the arcade or if they made those for this. That or... was what I was wondering. Uh, but I should have I... looked it up. Yeah i i didn't uh, I didn't check into that. That that uh, that that defender guy is pretty great.
1: Yeah, I don't know why he's wearing sunglasses or has like an afro thing. I don't know what it all is, but it still looks really cool. There's a lot of pixels involved. Uh, if you blow it up like on a big screen or something, it might look kind of weird. But on a smaller Game Boy, it actually looked pretty detailed and and pretty pretty good so uh, i did like those i appreciated that they i assume they made those for this but i could be wrong so um audio we should talk about that uh not a lot at first i literally thought there was zero music in this game and i was like "Uh uh-oh what are we gonna do because usually we like to play some audio in these episodes and i was freaking out that we were gonna have nothing to play it was just gonna be silent um but oddly enough as we mentioned earlier you just gotta turn it on
0: check out the options menu
1: so once you do that, there are it basically plays during gameplay. So there's really no intro music once you turn the game on. Um uh, up and in, in fact, Ryan, when you're playing it, I'm like, ah, you're like, I don't think the sounds working. I'm like, nope, there's just nothing until you start the yeah, game. Yeah, pretty much. Um obviously if you play with no music, you still have your sound effects and everything and those are relatively true to the, the source material as much as you know, the Game Boy would allow. And so I, that stuff was all on point. Um, but yeah, basically you get f- four or five tracks. I think there's usually like, two, I think there's like two or three per game. Uh, Brian, real briefly, just kind of explain maybe a little bit the style of, of the music. I mean, they'll be playing throughout the episode so people can hear it, but um, what
0: joust has kind of a, I don't know, like old medieval feel to it. Yep. I would um, say so. Just, I don't know, based on the virtue that these are chicken riding knights. So
1: yeah, pretty fitting, I would
0: say. I, you know that that goes along with the medieval theme. Um, I, you remember more the Defender? Yeah, music the Defender than I do.
1: music is more just kind of like your typical sci-fi orchestra, like marching kind of straightforward. I don't know, it, it's got a more of a spacey sci-fi feel. It fits really well with the whole Defender thing. Yeah, um,
0: This probably would have been made by Williams for this game, like for the Game Boy game. And, unless, you know, other home versions had added music at some point. Maybe, maybe they
1: just based it off it, yeah. I completely expected these to not be very good. I assume they'd be like really, you know, not good sounding. They'd have kind of like the NES crappy set of music style. But yeah. I was actually pretty surprised. I was pretty blown away. I thought it was way better than i thought it was going to be no they're fun
0: they're fun little songs
1: and so i'm glad it's there Uh, it's kind of unfortunate that they're not on by default because it's just weird playing in silence i think um but it is kind of true to the source material of the arcade original arcade versions Mm -hmm. so i get it but i kind of wish it was on by default and if you were a purist you could just turn it off
0: whatever millennial
1: yeah (laughs) jeez
0: you just you just want all everything to be done for you and like to have music to distract you i, I have, have to go to the menu.
1: options and turn it on Ch- no nah, i mean it makes sense because i i go into the options anyways turn the difficulty down uh yeah i usually invert it and if i'm playing joust i switch to the more modern version because yeah. it's bigger more open and way more fun so i'm already in the options anyways so i might as well just you know go for it so uh, you yeah. invert
0: you invert defender yeah okay
1: I, I prefer to yeah i think i don't know i think it looks better but people oh. have their preferences mm-hmm. so yeah all right um anything else audio wise i i kind of briefly touched on the sound effects i think they yeah
0: they made it work um it's i i don't know the games well enough to know like what each sound effect means because a lot of times in these old games they are there to help telegraph like if you hear something Something's about to this. That means this is about to happen, or this is going to happen, or whatever. But yeah, so I, I don't know the games well enough to to speak to that.
1: Okay, all right. Well, I think we're under our closing thoughts. Uh, yeah. Would you like me to go first, or would you like to go first?
0: Hey, you know these are these are classic games, and I I actually prefer this. You know, the little time I've spent with it, I'd rather pick this one back up than the Asteroids Missile Command one I had wow and i i played a lot of that um but yeah i i i like the i like midway games better or not midway sorry williams games they eventually become the same thing right yeah but uh yeah i i i do love me do love me some joust so
1: yeah i think it would be a way better game if they could have put all of these arcade classics into one cartridge i realize that's completely ridiculous and not probably possible yeah um limiting to two games per cart is a little restricting uh I also feel like you
0: can make more money with four of them
1: totally and maybe that's part of it um it probably is and well you
0: know namco probably doesn't want to share their profits with atari and yeah williams so
1: i'm sure it's sticky but um yeah that's the, the thing with these arcade games especially for kids if you're trying to you know market it to kids is they it's easy to lose interest with these ones that are very repetitive yeah and so as we mentioned these are are just better in short stints it's a good one to you know turn on maybe play through both of them once or twice and then set it down maybe come back to it eventually um so not a very long lasting not a very you know, you'll get way more hours out of Pokemon obviously than you would these. Um, but they're still good. If you enjoy the original ports, it's worth having. I would honestly like to own the Galaga Galaxian one. Cause I yeah. love those. Um, I'm a big missile command fan. I don't know if I would like the game boy version as much, but it's fine.
0: I played a lot of it. So yeah, I mean, you know, so I'm glad they exist. Uh, it's
1: nice to have an arcade presence on this console. I think kind of moving forward, it, there was a, arcade version of something on pretty much every console we kind of came yeah uh, an easy oh we'll just let's put out a collection of arcade games and so this was i don't know if this was the start of it but it was you know at least as far as calling it a collection or whatever yeah this was kind of one of the first things to start that movement of uh let's not just port these to the game boy let's but i mean there's some other arcade uh game boy game boy color games out there besides these but a lot of them are not ports they're more like new versions like i think there's a game boy color galaga there's an asteroids that is real good so there's there's some other arcade ones more of them that are like the
0: remaking of it than just a port but there's also like an unofficial fifth one uh, of yeah. these that's yeah, yeah, yeah. super breakout and battle zone um, yeah. but it doesn't carry the it doesn't have a number but it is an arcade class yeah it, it just it's more atari games
1: and know. it's it visually kind of looks like the other four which is weird but they didn't give it a number and yeah. it came out like a year later I'd, really
0: I'd love to to see what a battle zone looks like on uh on a game boy yeah right To <sighs> see oh maybe they have like a free play mode and i can finally make it to the volcano that'd be cool
1: if you're good enough yeah but anyway, uh, as far as my final thoughts go, yeah, it's 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 a good little port. I think these two games work pretty well. Like I said on the Game Boy, they don't have a lot of extra buttons that you're missing, even though the original Defender had like five buttons on it.
0: But they just mapped that to a you know, because two of them were directional buttons. They were forward right. and back and stuff like that. I I do love the way that Defenders uh like physics kind of work. It, it's slidey, but um, uh, you know, once you get the hang of it, it it's actually kind of fun to just. Fly backwards and shoot something. So, totally. And now it's time for this week's song of the week. All right, so our music for this week is from uh, Super RC Pro Am for the Game Boy, obviously. Yeah. Uh made by Rare. Uh, Woo, Rare. So which did you have experience with either of the RC Pro Am games?
1: Uh I never owned either of them as a kid. Um so no, not really.
0: Okay. It, isometric Kart Racer. Yeah. Before Kart Racers. Yeah. Uh, I never played the NES one, but I played a lot of this one. Okay. But uh, I know we're gonna be getting to RC Super RC Pro Am at some point on this show in a Super totally. Game Boy episode. So, but yeah, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. It's it's repetitive music, but I think it, you know, it's good. It's got you know, gets to the point. It's got a good little hook to it. Yeah, it's a very short hook, but it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I really
1: like this one. Uh, there's like a part where there's like a really low bassy, like uh, I think I wish there was more of that. Cause yeah, I really like. I, that. I want it to like go
0: on forever, but then. But then I probably get sick of it after four measures. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like it. It it just kind of pops real quick. It's right there, and then it all starts over again.
1: You know, what I've noticed with uh, our song of the weeks, we've been picking uh, these like real like head boppers. Yeah. We haven't found anything like pretty or like actually kind of like symphonic. I don't know. Hmm. I feel like I wonder
0: we- if we ever will. Stay tuned. Oh. Uh, I don't know.
1: Was that a? I didn't realize we were doing that. Um, <laughs> that's cool. Um, yeah. So I was talking with Brian the other day when we were talking about you know song of the weeks, and we were saying you know we we like Game Boy music, and but we're not the the pros when it comes to the best Game Boy music out there. Maybe we are somewhat pro, but not the pros. And so we were saying that we should get some more people's input. So if you have a suggestion uh, of a song that you would like to hear uh on on the song of the week let us know in any way however you want to do that if you want to comment on the youtube if you want to email us um or tweet at us at uh the nintendo village uh we can what's our what's our email
0: that might be the best way to do it yeah
1: email's good too i think it's clay at the nintendo village.com okay I'm pretty sure it's just my name at the Nintendo Village. I need yeah. to double-check that, but I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, but yeah, feel free to email us. Give us suggestions, because we're literally going to play a random Game Boy song each week. So we're, we're welcome to
0: suggestions. It's one of the commercial breaks every week. Yeah, so.
1: without fail. So um, we we would love to hear any suggestions you might have. Um, so,
0: yeah. Close I'm good. Up. I'm good. Close so this out? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, hey. Hey out there, Internet. This is Brian here. Hey, Brian. Hey, thanks so much for joining us for this episode. If you want, you can find more of our episodes on the thenintendovillage.com. And we are also on the Nintendo Village YouTube as well as iTunes. Yeah. So join us next episode for more Strictly Game Boy.